The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, bitches? Yeah. Which is seasonal bitches now? I don't seasonal know. Seasonal bitches. Uh, thankful yeah. bitches. Thankful. We're going... I think I think we mentioned thankful. that prior. We're going thankful bitches. Right. We're getting close to genocide dinner. I mean, exactly. Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. God, I get know, the name mixed up sometimes. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we should all just run to the hills. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your genocide dinner. I, I will. I, I will definitely enjoy my genocide. We just kind of paid over that part of the history. Like you just invite, you know, you know, all the indigenous people to sit down. And where are all the indigenous people? Oh, I guess they're not around anymore. So, but we still celebrate the holiday. What I like to do every year is I just pick out a house and I randomly go to that house and then sit down and just claim that house as my own. And then just eat dinner. And that's how I celebrate Thanksgiving Fair. the best way. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah no, and they go, no, this isn't your house. I go, no, no, I decided it's my house. And yeah, just yeah. sit and eat dinner. It's, I mean, that's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. No, but seriously, uh, in the vein of Thanksgiving, what we've been going with all month, if you haven't been able to tell, is we're going all like family. 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 Come together. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Vin Diesel's it's favorite, Vin Diesel. favorite month. God, can we get like a Vin Diesel Thanksgiving family special? Holy shit. Can we get seriously. that? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, he's already <laughs> releasing apparently dance songs, so. Oh, Jesus. Family. <laughs> yeah, so in the theme for the month is Thanksgiving and family. We are uh, on tonight's Killer or Filler. We're going to be covering 1972's Last House on the Left versus 2009's remake of Last House on the Left. And, um, some fucked up family shit going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so right, in, it's perfect right down the middle. Now, we all know we got the OG, 1972, Last House on the Left, a, a first full-length film by Rest in Power, Wes Craven. Yep. I mean, and I mean, but goddamn, you could tell us his first film. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, Jesus there's some Christ. first film stuff in there, there's but some, he still had fun, you know? He had fun, but there is some shit going on in that film where you're like, dude... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but again, 1972. Uh, but then again, two years later, to- Toby Hooper dropped Texas Chainsaw. Anyway, um, sorry, I gotta, I gotta needle, <laughs> I gotta needle a little bit. You're just like, yeah, and then the Superior movie was made two years later, and there we go. But I will say this: I mean, like the one thing you see sort of in Texas that Wes Craven's like, nope, you're gonna see full on. Man, the stabbings are fucking kind of hardcore, man. Like he doesn't fuck around with that shit. I, and I do agree. I noticed that, but you know what? You know, you see the stabbing, but you know what you don't see is actual stab wounds. If you look, every time they show the, the have, scene of the crime, have, they didn't it's, have budget. It's all just they cuts didn't. in the shirt, and there's no there's no gashes. They in didn't skin. have fucking budget for that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I'm just they throwing it out there. Budget to film at a house and near a lake. There you go. All right. There you go. Yeah. No. It, again, not mad about it. I'm just saying I noticed, like, oh. Okay, you got the you paid for the stab sounds, but yeah, Savini wasn't available for the actual stab wounds. 
<laughs> so, and the 2009 remake was directed by. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh God, Dennis uh, Iliadis. Iliadis. I L I L I A D I S. Iliadis. Figure that okay. out. Yeah, Iliadis. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Which I always I couldn't just find leave anything of you. note. I just leave it to you. To I know describe. you enjoy hearing yeah, me butcher just, somebody's and, name. Yeah. That's why I hate when it's like something easy like Marshall or something like, God damn it, he's going to get easy this week. So, <laughs> Javier Buscendo Nesquiti Pupu. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he has done nothing of note. When I do a little digging, I'm like, I'm not bringing any of this up. This is He didn't just, do, any, do anything of, of note before this. Like, it's that's what I'm saying. Of, like he, this is yeah. that like 2000s where they're just like, you look like you could direct a horror remake. There you go. And sometimes it's worked out. You get a Zack Snyder doing Dawn of the Dead, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Whatever that motherfucker is that did the Fog remake. All right, like it's one or the other. Okay, oh, yeah, I already forget that fucker's name. What the fuck? But that's and when there's no reason to remember it. I'm that's pretty true. sure that was his first oh, feature. That's the fucker that only did music videos prior to the film, yep. and yep. that's that's the only full length film he ever did. Exactly. So, there you go. But that's what I'm saying. So you, every once in a while you get the little hits with the remakes. Again, you know, we've we've talked up the Dawn of the Dead remake, we've talked up the Evil Dead remake. Sometimes you get these, you know, new directors and they just hit it, and sometimes mm, they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. So Yeah. Yeah. And, if, and unfortunately in the two thousands you got a lot of they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But Yeah. Oh, there's still dude, there's so many killer fillers if we just go from like two thousand two to like two thousand ten. Oh, they're on a list. There they're was on a like list, a it's, huge it's plethora of just Oh yeah. Hey, this needs a remake and this needs a remake and this needs a remake. God damn, between prom night, house of wax, fuck, they just went crazy with that shit. Oh yeah. We uh, like I said, they're on the list, so they, <laughs> yeah. they will be they will be recorded in the near future. Uh so, so I guess let's throw down with the OG to start with on yeah, the south uh, to the left. Let's go with the OG. So the OG, again, Wes Craven. The only actors of note in the OG are, and I'm going to start with a, with, a, with a minor one, but he's actually major in the horror world, but he had a small part. Steve Miner was actually in The Last House was on he? the Left. Yes. He, God damn. So when the, when the sheriff and the deputy are hitchhiking because the deputy let the car run out of gas, Dude. Um, he... Uh, the hippies God that the hippies that pulled the fake where yeah. they stopped and then said "fuck you, we don't give a ride to cops." Fuck you, pigs. The very last one to talk that's Steve Miner. Okay. So for those of you in the hard world that don't know Steve Miner, a I'm I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I feel like weird at explaining yeah. this. But B, he directed two of the early Friday Thirteenth films. We're talking two and three, and he was a writer on one through three. Yep, and a producer, I believe, on two and three. I think I he, was a, he was a director, producer on two and three, a writer. Because Sean S. Cunningham was the director of the first one, which um, is also he's kind of responsible why we haven't had any new Friday Thirteenths because I well, believe it's really him, kind of both of them. Him, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though is him and the director have been butting heads, and so the rights for Friday Thirteenth are just sitting in fucking limbo. When we could have had some sweet, sweet <sighs> Jason kills, seriously, but we, but we haven't. So you guys need to just just, just put, put your dicks back in your pants, come to agreement, <laughs> and it'll be fine. Seriously. Do we just have to wait till one of them passes away? And then it's like, all right. Or it'll, one be like of them, a, it'll be a sad day in the horror world and kind of a good day. I don't know. Or one of them just admittedly, admittedly puts their dick back in their pants and is like, I have the smaller dick. There's no way that 
Both of them have the same size dick. One of them is bigger. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying. One of them is just... virtually impossible. It's, it's a, <laughs> that's a that that's a that that yeah. Right, we need so to figure that out. Speaking of dicks, let's get back to the rapey rape movie. Yeah, the rapey rape movie. Anyway, uh, the other actor of note in that. Speaking of the two dep the the deputy and the sheriff walking because the deputy let the car run out of gas by not checking the giant gauge that's in your cluster. Uh, the deputy <laughs> deputy Harry. Is Martin Cove of Karate Kid fame? That's what I was. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, Martin Cove. Like that was one of his first or second film features, feature films, whatever you want to call it. Which is funny because on uh, Beautiful Disasters, uh, we actually covered um, some of his other movies at the first Galaxy Con because he was there as part of the Karate Kid crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a lot of zany ass, like late seventies, early eighties, like B grade action movies. Before he became the sensei in Karate Kid, mm -hmm. like some zany shit. So it's weird that he was in this in Last House, and then whatever else he did. This movie was twelve years before the first Karate Kid film. Karate yeah. Kid was eighty four, right? Or was yes. eighty five? Anyway, eighty four. Twelve. So twelve or thirteen years before Karate Kid. That's fucking yeah. insane. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a fucking baby, and he is he is such a like goober gomer pile character in this film, so, dude. That's most of the people in the the OG. All right, <laughs> it's so I it's terrible. I know it's what I, we're not gonna jump to the remake yet because we're still going to the OG. But you know what this is not in the fucking remake? No bumbling fucking sheriff and his deputy. All right, yeah. <laughs> that's something that was not needed. I don't. It's like two scripts were written and then put into one movie. It's like this zany like cops bumbling over themselves and rape and murder. And you remember the whole? Ch do you remember the chicken scene where the first person that comes down the road after they run out of gas is uh, whatever her name is with her chickens and her truck full of chickens? Yeah, and the truck won't move. Once oh, their weight God. is put on the truck, we let's let's move on to. Oh, the... Oh come on, dude! The, no, this part that's Craven wanted it in the film. Okay, so yeah. he just had mixed. He had to get. He didn't figure out the good mixture of horror comedy that he later, you know, kind of perfected in um, Scream mm -hmm. is the best way I could put yeah. it. You know, yeah, because there's a couple funny parts of Nightmare, but I wouldn't say that there's comedy in there. Scream has comedy. So. And the, well, not, well, he really came back and uh, I think really started mixing it with Nightmare Three. I mean, he was That's one true. of the writers, so there's That's that. true. You know, Chuck Russell. We all know Chuck Russell directed it, mm -hmm. but great Chuck Russell and he Dear Bond helped write it. Wes Craven was one of the writers and the and one of the producers. So that's kind of I think that's really where he started fl flexing his and well and Wishmaster, dude. He was. Oh God, I forgot about Wishmaster. Hey man, the first two are good. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's a later episode. We'll, we'll get into that. All right, yeah, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into that. Anyway, uh, so one of the big things that uh, it comes out with the OG is motherfucker, man. It came out dark as fuck compared to the remake. The, like one of the first scenes is the dad talking about his daughter's tits showing. Like who? What dad says? Hey, I can see your nipples. Yeah. Like, what dad says that to the daughter? It's like, what, you're not wearing a bra? Like, what, are you just, like, looking at your daughter's tits to make sure she's wearing a bra? Like, you don't want to see your kid's genitalia? Like... Yeah. <laughs> or bring everybody's attention to it. Or bring everybody's, like... And, just, and then, like, he's like, well, no, oh, I can your see nipples your nipples. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's your daughter. Don't look... Don't, like, stare at her tits hard enough to see her nipples. Like, what the All fuck? Right. So there's going to be my other gripe, besides the zany 
sheriff and deputy for as movie as hardcore as this movie gets. All right, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what what Re- Wes Craven what made him decide on the zany fucking score because there are like scenes that are like fucked up like they're bringing the girls down into the fucking car to take them out right mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's weird it doesn't make any sense i'm telling you dude it's sanford and son meets rape that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what that soundtrack is it's just like well, it looks like these oh. girls are can i get fucked up it's like god i don't yeah it's like just burn it <laughs> I'm just saying, I would take a just like very just weird tone, just one finger on a piano, like not like god damn it. It was the it 70s, just, it too. Just does, I it just doesn't make any sense with the tone of that movie <laughs> murder and rape and hijinks. Ugh. Yeah, and and so you, you get a taste of all that, and in between, you get like okay. They see the son of Kirk, Krug, whatever the fuck his name is, the leader, uh, tells him that he has some primo Colombian whatever. They don't even actually, he doesn't actually say what the Colombian is. He's just like, I got some Colombian. Good shit. What's good shit? All right. And they come upstairs and they realize, oh shit, I'm about to get, we're in some, we're in some trouble. The fucked up thing. One of the big differences between these two films is they, they what they didn't do with the remake is they didn't make um, they didn't keep the fact that Krug or Kerg whatever the, whatever the fuck his name is uh, made his son a heroin addict. Yeah, but in yeah, the OG, he's like he's like throwing his son bags of heroin for a fix. Yeah. Whenever he does something good, I'm like, yeah. "Holy shit! You're you're literally like you're you're treating your son like a dog on a leash. You made him a fucking heroin addict." Well, sort of I mean, feeding him heroin. You want to make sure he's obedient. Oh my god, that's, that's a terrible. good junkie. That's a good junkie. <laughs> oh, you're such a good junkie. You you're such a good you junkie. I got your card. Go fetch. <laughs> yeah, that that I for, I completely forgot about that uh, until this rewatch, and I'm like, holy shit, man! Like, yeah, that's no, a the lot. remake. He's just he's just a pothead. He's just like I like weed. Yeah. Like, and well, he seems like super traumatized and uh, just depressed in the remake. Yeah, but like, that's also his face. Because in the yeah, remake, they yeah. took the kid that was in Unbreakable, who mm. and Unbreakable looks amazed and confused and stunned. Mm-hmm. And then he grew up a little bit for this movie, in which he looks confused and stunned the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. fair. Yeah, fair enough. It's the face casting. <laughs> so, the thing that one of the big things about this film. The original is the they spend a lot of a lot more time in the woods, yeah, with them more so than the remake. Like so, in the original, in 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 the in the seventy two, you've got they show the time they took with each girl. Like it, they allude to the fact that she that the one friend was raped back in the city, and then they fuck with them hard in the woods, like. They make her like piss on herself and then take her clothes out. They make them like fuck each other in the woods and there's all that in there. Yeah. And then it's a they, lot more. There's a lot more in the woods. Like the actual scenes in the house is maybe like 15 to 20 minutes of the film and it's an hour and 20 minute long film, the original. So yeah. that, I mean, that literally means a 30 year, you know, less than a 30 year film is actually in the house where the parents fucking do their thing. So. You see a lot of that, and that, all right, the rape scene in the woods, 
to Mary is nothing compared to this elongated rape scene in the remake. Holy that was too fucking shit. long. Dude, that was too long, dude. We got the gist of it, man. Right? Like, in the Stop. fucking remake, they're like, all right, so just in case you like went to the bathroom and didn't know there was a rape scene going on, we're going to continue this rape scene for fucking five plus minutes. Literally, we're not and, exaggerating. And not, it's like... And not just like on her face or... No, no. It's going back and forth and like... You know, his that fucking chick that's cheering it on. Yeah, baby. Like, it's it, we get the idea. All right. Yeah, yeah. The minute the pants are down, we're, we don't need to go further for another goddamn fucking five minutes of the movie. Like, it was a, the director was like, shit. Oh, man. I need like five more minutes where well, I could introduce this character or bring Raquel. Or no, just, just let's continue his rape scene, keep it longer. It's not needed. It was totally unnecessary, and initially that that is a turnoff for the remake because it's like it's that it's it, it's it unnecessary. Goes, exactly, it goes the whole unnecessary doing it for doing it versus doing it to add anything to the movie. Like to understand as a, for a human to understand that rape is what you're seeing takes a very small amount of time. <laughs> you don't need and there's look and there's some people like, that might not watch this. Just because of the extended fucking rape scene, all right? Exactly. You're not going into this movie going, oh man, we're gonna. Si-. No, you're in it for the fucking crazy fucking kills and like the hardcore story. You get the idea. You don't need to keep going. Someone exactly. need to tell the director, you, we, we understand how, what's happening, and there you go. Cut, next scene, yeah. whatever. So just moving on from our disapproval of the remake's elongated rape scene, which, dude. Eliatus, Elitus, whatever the fuck your name is. Come on, bro. Like, dude, <laughs> seriously. The fuck, man? Like, uh, anyway. Uh, here's where the story actually turns. They kill her in the original. They kill Mary. In the yep. 09 remake, they shoot her when she hits the water, which they did in the original. But in the original, they continue to shoot her. Because uh, she just walks in the water after being raped, like, I, I don't, you know, I have no idea what to do. You know, that whole, like, she's lost kind of thing. Like, what just happened to me kind of thing. And um, in the remake, she's trying to actually swim away. Because things they add to the story is that she's a swimmer. You get a lot more backstory in the remake. Like, you get their, she's on a swim necessary. team. The father's a doctor. They're actually going on vacation. And the original one, it just starts in, in the area. Like, they live there. Uh, so there's some differences there. So you know she's a swimmer. So when she hits the water, she starts swimming. She gets shot, and then they kind of dig away and they focus on the killers for a little while. But what happens is, in the original one, the daughter dies after being shot like four times, where they only fired one shot in the remake, and it turns out that she lives. So the big difference between, in my mind, these two films, the biggest is the fact that the daughter lives. That's a huge. Yeah. That's a huge uh, well, switch. And I think the fact that the parents find out directly from, from the daughter. Her, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that would say that was kind of like, because you knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. And eventually when she's like, those fuckers, and you're like, okay, oh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> well, yeah. When So going going into the remake, before we dig too too deep into the, the story differences, uh so, so we already mentioned you had the kid from uh, Unbreakable who also showed up in Glass. It's a Spen- it's Spencer Treat Clark. Oh, and Gladiator. and Gladiator. And Gladiator. Yeah, it was a little and bit Gladiator. It's like, he was hey, in 2014's cool. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. 
Uh, oh shit! As far as tying it into the horror world, yeah. Um, the other thing is you have uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who most of you I hope know him from things such as Deadwood, Justified, No Country for Old Men, Fear the Walking Dead. But he also Sad. did Raising Hope. Raising Hope. That's <laughs> that's the challenge. All right. All the other ones are pretty serious roles. Yeah. But if you watch any episodes of Raising Hope and then you watch this movie. It's a little weird because he's so fucking goofy, dad, bumbling, whatever, and raising hope. And here he's like, let's fucking rape her. Like, it's yeah, it's uh, a huge change. It's again the equivalent of Brian Cranston pre or post Breaking Bad to Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston, where he's the bumbling dad. It's yeah. hard to watch that Brian Cranston. It's hard to watch this dude from Raising Hope and any of the other roles he's in. Mm-hmm. And agreed. Uh, well, so this was even harder for someone who, so I found Garrett Dillahunt through Deadwood, the HBO series. And then I feel like I, I know I watched this remake when it came out, but I feel like the next thing I actually recognized it from was justified, uh, you know, no country for old men. Those though, like, yeah, no country for old men in his the... wheelhouse of, of fucked up attitude. Cause yeah. he picks, he, he does pick, he kind of stays in the vein of dark roles. So I won't say that. Raising Hope was a huge surprise, but I feel like we're still getting the same dude just in a zany comedy. Like, I don't yeah. really, having watched Raising Hope, I don't feel like there's a huge difference. I just feel like he's just not rated R. <laughs> like, I think there is. No, I think he's like rated R. He's just, he, he can't be rated R. And, and because... in Raising Hope, he speaks his mind and he says stuff. He's like, oh, was that bad? Like, so he, he, yeah. he, uh, he acknowledges. Here, he's like, oh, was that bad? Can I make it worse? You know, like, there's a difference. Yeah. But, he, but, but see, by him by him saying, uh, was that bad, it means like, oh, shit, I did something bad. So his character yeah. still, he still plays characters that do uh, morally questionable things <laughs> in Raising Hope. But, uh, and like I said, he shows up in Fear the Walking Dead. But uh, to me, as much as I love... Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, by the way, Garrett Dillahunt played two characters on Deadwood, by the way. Yeah, he, he did. played season two and he came back as a character in season three, which is after he hung himself in season two. Spoiler for those who haven't watched Deadwood, but whatever. That was a two that was a two thousand show. You're fine. Um but can I throw throw out the one that, that threw me off even more than him though? Mm. Here I we thought, go. And the chick in the remake, I thought she looked really, really, really familiar. Oh like, yeah. But I realized Ricky Lindholm Mm-hmm. Is the main like evil chick the you know, and I was like, God damn it! And I realized, oh yeah, she's part of like a comedy act, like mm-hmm. like she did this movie and then she went on to do um, was it um, sign what is it? God damn it! I can't think of it's her and somebody else that have like this. It was on a, it was on an IFC, right? Yeah. It was it was yep. this, it was the comedy special on IFC. It was her and her and another her and another woman. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's in every fucking like comedy show possible. But before she was on that, here she is as tits out mm-hmm. killing motherfuckers. And tits out, yeah, she was tits out for a while fighting. That was like, oh yeah, oof, it's gotta be uncomfortable. But, but again, that, that threw me off. Like I couldn't. I was just like, holy shit, because I had no. You know, she usually has blonde hair, and this movie, it's you know dark and stuff. I had no idea that was her. And you know, like we. Have said the the biggest for us. Have, and we already brought up Breaking Bad. You know, it was was Aaron Paul, but this was you know, this was Aaron Paul after season one of Breaking Bad. So I guess the show hadn't picked up the notoriety that it is known for now. But you know, he 
it was fucking creepy. Yeah. I don't think he says bitch, though. Does he say bitch in it? He does. Okay. Oh, just real quick. Garfunkel and Oates. That's the name of mm. him, mm. Uh, her act. So, mm. yeah, which, again, they've been big in the comedy world for a while. Mm, this is an early, early movie for her. Yeah. And uh, so that's some of the big differences as far as casting goes. And as they move along, uh, that actually, for the final scene, kind of makes another difference in the film is they're, I don't know, the killers, they're, they're all escaped from prison. Uh, well, what's his face? Uh, whatever the character, the main character is, Krug, or I forget the actor who played him in the OG, but Garrett Dillahunt played him in the remake. They broke him out of prison. And, oh, they did change it. Aaron Paul's character was actually his brother in the remake, where he was just some other fucker in just the some, original. Yeah, some random, some ass random dude who's part of their crew. So that was another change. But now you get to where, in both movies, you see kind of a difference in tone. Like the daughter shows up on the on the porch of the house that they're renting in the remake, and they pull her inside after these group of killers have already hold up shop in their guest house, which is away from the house. Yeah. Uh, and you know, dad, dad sees she's raped because she's got bloody underwear and all this fucked up shit. And uh, in the original one, they basically find their daughter dead on the side of the lake. Yeah, yeah. And they're not staying in a and guest house; they're staying I, in the house. But that's what I. But what's kind of fucked up is there's in the original they're staying in the house, but they're staying in her fucking room, like yeah, in dude. her bed. That's so yeah. fucked. Oh, fucked man. up. That's really like here fucked it's up. like the guest house and like you know she's like well this is my house so I guess they were trying to say a little bit like that's kind of her room but not really no. but dude in the original like it's a girl's room and they're all piled up on the bed you're like this is fucked up dude seriously but you know what fucked up mom repaid that shit in the OG I, we're just can oh we, yeah can we, can we just jump on we just need to jump that? into Come the on, ending man. of this yeah Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Mama jumped in. She lured the <laughs> uh, other guy character out. And uh, by in, in, in the same reason, the same way that they lure Aaron Paul's character out in the remake with hopes of some fucking. Yeah. And she pulls him in the original all the way out to the lake, basically right where they found her daughter's body at. Yeah. And he, he was boasting that I could fuck you better than your husband with my hands tied behind my back. She's like, I'm going to call you on it. So she's right, able to. Trick him to tie his hands up behind his back. Gosh, so stupid, blowing by him. the way. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's literally that's, he tied himself up. Like, yeah. he's like, Ooh, I'll fucking show you. Like, oh, no, you won't. He's like, I'll fucking, yeah, tie me up. I'll fucking, like, guys are fucking <laughs> stupid, all right? Like, if it comes down to a blowjob, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll tie myself up. Yeah, like, just give me a blowjob, all right? Yeah. So she's starts going down, on, going on him, going down uh, on him, going to town. And, uh, Next thing you know, you just see some uh, ripping and tearing and biting and oh. god damn it! Oh, and and like that's it from that character though. Like when you see him curled up screaming, he just bleed. He just bled to death. Yeah, you don't see him yeah. again. Like you know he bled to death. Either he bled to death <laughs> or he was still tied up, grabbed his dismembered part and just ran off. I thought she went and spit it in the lake though. Didn't she? <laughs> oh run yeah, off spit in the he lake. Went, he went swimming. <laughs> yeah, he went swimming. It's got to yeah. float for a little while. Oh, dude, that was that was rough. Cause <laughs> like they, they, a dog. You know when you throw a stick in the, yeah. in the lake and they go and they swim after it? Yeah, that, pretty much him. Like, he just dove <sighs> in and it's just paddling out with his legs to try to get to the um, like, you, stick first member. First you see him screaming and then they pan out and you see her like just like throwing her head back and forth like she's trying to rip something off. You're like, fuck me, dude. Ow. And they set Jesus. you up in the remake. You thought maybe because she's like 
She's no. like trying, which, but she's shaking. She's dealing with him, and she's like trying to give him the seductive. But in the same instance, she just wants to murder the fuck out of this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's that was a big difference. I, I, I will say, dude, both fathers in these films were fucking punks. Okay. Oh yeah, both of them. Like, I feel like where Jordan Peele got his inspiration for the father and us because they were both. <laughs> All three of them are fucking well, punks, dude. Well, ah, g- 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 the, da- g- 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 the dad and the OG though looked like big enough that he should have been able to fucking. Uh, he beat was tall the and slender. Up. He wasn't like tall and thick, dude. He was. I, I guess, but like <laughs> the dude in the remake, um, was his name Tony Godwin? Goodwin. The guy from Ghost. He was in the, Ghost. The, the the bad best friend from Ghost. Yeah. And one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. Ooh. Where he's the guy that's working with uh, Bo Bridges to try this experimental drug that keeps the brain alive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he gets where pretty much at the very end they go oh shit the sense of touch is the last thing to go right as they're about to put the fucking saw yeah that was a head. good one that was a good yeah. one oh man well, <laughs> that was like the first or second season wasn't yeah, it? yeah it's one of the early seasons yeah but, dude yeah anyway yeah so i mean not a lot happened in between as far as there's no the chainsaw killing. in the remake. Yeah, there's no chainsaw in the remake. That was a that was a, another thing. But yeah, they made up for it in the remake with the fucking microwave. Oh yes, they did. So I was worried about that scene. <laughs> I was worried because I was like, you know, there's probably going to be CGI going on here, but they did it right mm-hmm. because it is CGI in a way. But they pan away. You get the money shot. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, instead of it being slow motion, digital effect, they go, and head pop up. Like, the head yeah. pops and the camera goes up. Instead of mm-hmm. just sitting on there and saying, look how masterful we made this digital thing. No, they said, here you go. There you go. And yeah. credits. And there you <laughs> go. Now, so that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, as far as the onslaught, like, some of the big thing is, you didn't have a father who was setting up booby traps. Like, I mean, he home alone that he home alone that shit in the original. Yeah. Prior to home alone being a thing. But you had more time. I think there's more time. Like, well, they could have had more time. It was the same night. They could have done that in the remake. It's like, the same he, night. Yeah. Fucking, well, but you see, you he see him like, searching around for shit. He fucking so. like, you know, frayed wires, stuck it under a mat, plugged it in. No, poured water over the mat. That the cords were under, and then plugged it into the wall. So you have this soaking wet, electrified floor mat. Yeah. That you know what I mean. He put shaving cream on the door outside their bedroom, so they would well, slip and a bust. A He put so a many trip hijinks. wire. He did all this shit to like. So I think Wes Craven was basically setting up for Nancy scene in Nightmare on Elm Street. Basically, yeah. like yeah. he was just ready for it. I, I mean, there was so much more forethought where these characters. In the remake, I felt like we're bumbling a lot more than... Yeah. The, I think the director was trying to go with just more of, like, like at the moment intensity than, like, plotting. Like, once the realization is going... I mean, plus, you know all that time in the original when he sent up the booby traps? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the remake, um, the dad's trying to save his daughter's life. So that also took a little time, you know. That's true, to, because she's alive trying, and trying this to make sure, she's not dead. Yeah, remember, because and, and I think I feel like the time in the original where it shows him setting everything up, that time is using this for him, like, doing the blood transfusion and a couple other things, you know, getting the bullet out, stuff like well, that. Well, and they get her to the dock, too, remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember? And and another big thing in the remake is, compared to the original, that's what I'm saying, the original is just so much fucking darker. The dad... <laughs> Krug makes his son shoot his own brains out. Yeah, kill like, yourself. Does he like sh- kill yourself or shoot no, yourself? No, he's like, 
take the gun, yeah, turn it around, <laughs> put it in your mouth, and pull the trigger. I'm like, holy yeah. fuck, dude. Well, at and, this point, you know, the heroin. Yeah, yeah. We'll get more heroin. Yeah, yeah. Just blow your brains out. You'll get more heroin. All right. Good boy. So after the Good third boy. time of him hearing that, he does it. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. No, the first one definitely. This one, ooh. this one, Junior is, you know, I mean, he literally hands the gun. He's like, here's the gun. She's in their sleep right there. Fucking do what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. and literally, dad's, a, you know, Krug is about to fucking, you know, I guess stab the dad with whatever, and gun comes right to his head, like, Mm -hmm. and it's Junior. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's pretty. I I mean, that's pretty much it. The only difference is there's there's more there's more of a soundtrack in the remake. I mean, the original one you had weird seventies funny music, and then you (laughs) and you had the same song, "Road Leads to Nowhere." Over and yeah. over again in the original. Remember, like they opened with that, they end with yeah. that. It was in the middle like four times. It's a thing. So I, I enjoy. I'll say this: I enjoy both movies. They're very basic in storytelling. You know, like it's bad guys, good rape, guys, kill yeah. and revengeance. It's mm-hmm. a very like you know basic one. I ne- had never seen the remake up till today when I watched it right before we recorded mm-hmm. and I was ready to just shit all over it. I'm not saying it impressed it, it really impressed me, but it was not as terrible as I was expecting it to be. And you get the money shot at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. which gives it a couple extra points for me not to put it in the shit category. Yeah, so I'm the same way. Like I remember watching it when it first came out, roughly around that time. So that was like I said, back in oh nine and it could have been a frame of mind. It could have been where I stood because I mean, the 2000s was it was the end of a decade of shit. Yeah, horror movies. If it didn't stand out like Dawn of the Dead, it's hard to remember. Exactly. Well, not only that, we had we had all the Sam Raimi produced shit, Boogeyman and fucking yeah. Dead Silence and all that shit. God damn it. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Yeah. See. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we watching it for this. I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, I don't hate like. If it was on and someone didn't want to watch grainy horror, they wanted to watch a new, clean-looking horror film, um, you put this on, I wouldn't be angry about it. You know what I mean? Like, certain people it's don't actually, want to see old stuff. It's actually well shot. That was yeah, the thing that kind is. of threw me off. Like, it's actually well shot, some of the scenes, some of how they, the, how they set it up, the atmosphere. I was more impressed than I, I thought I was going to be with it. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not... Uh, it, I'm not I'm not going to call it a filler. I'm going to call it like it's like a it's like a light killer because you know we have the <laughs> ultimate killer, right? Yeah. We gave that we gave that a couple episodes back to Halloween 2018, but yeah. this is a light killer, like because I, I don't hate it. I don't have enough negatives about it to deem it as a killer. I put it um, like this: I wouldn't own it if it's on TV and I'm just fucking around. I might watch it just for the fuck of it, but I'm not seeking it out. Yeah, does that is that sound about right? It's like kind of the same, that's what I'm saying. It's you're like not like somebody fuck, wants, you're not like, like fuck you know. this. I'm changing it. You're like, well, uh, I guess I could watch this, yeah. but it's not something you're like, dude. We need to sit down and fucking watch this movie. Exactly. Now, except for I will say, dude, go on YouTube and put last scene, the last house, the uh, last house on the left remake for the microwave scene. That I will suggest, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest the whole movie. Just that that death scene. Gotcha. So what do you put it as? About the same, like. Again, it's not bad enough to be called a filler. Not, not bad. Not good enough to own. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, I really can't give them. I really can't give the remake the shit note of not of of being a filler. Don't ever bother with it. Like, 
I say it's not it's check not it a out. fun movie. So it, it it has some good kills in it. It has some craziness, but it's not like a happy kill. It's not it's not like Night of the Demons where you go, oh man, some of that shit gets fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. kind of very basic and yeah. So I wouldn't yep. seek it out, but I wouldn't I wouldn't tell people no fuck that movie like I would some of the other remakes that we cover. Exactly. So. You you would more you'd actually be more inclined to say, well, I mean, if you want to, you can check it out. It's not you, you know you're not you're not gonna hate it, but I'll know. call it a kill. I'll call a it a kill. Yeah, kilf. it's right. It's a kill. It's a kill. <laughs> there we go. New phrasing, yep. people. Here, heard live right now. Kill. There we go. It's a kill. <laughs> uh, it's a killer. I'd like to fuck. You know what that is? I guess. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'm done. I can't. Anyway, uh, hit us up. Uh, Lowdownbrown.guigma.com for. Any recommendations you have for anything you want to hear us do a on the chopping block about and give a full review on a particular movie or any remake you want to hear us talk about compared to the original or just anything, you, any topic, genre specific to horror you want to hear us talk about. We're open for, you know, feedback and, and you know, suggestions. And um, as always, go to GOIPodcast.com, uh, hit up us, hit up all the shows on the network, hit up our link through Public for all our merch. Um, I mean, there's like 30 two 33 fucking designs on there tons of shit to pick from you can get it on everything and um until we talk to you again stay safe by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things. Only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the musical, and Aliens done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.